0: This is Vicki. Hi. Okay. I think everything's okay. Oh my goodness sakes. It's good to be back. It's been about a week Um, After I made the video last week father said to take a week to rest and so I've tried to do that because I needed the rest and uh, And but it's good to be back. It's really good to be back God bless you guys. Thank you so much for coming to the channel. Thank you for all of our subscribers. We we thank you. Chuck and I both thank you. I know I do all the talking <laughs> on the videos, but Chuck sends his love and his appreciation for each one of you and for your prayers Your uh, for those of you who have helped us financially. God bless you. We thank you so much for that. For those of you who don't know uh when all the virus stuff hit chuck and i lost our income and we we were musicians in the entertainment field and that was how we earned our living and since that time we have been unemployed but we have been in prayer about what father wants us to do and honestly guys this is what he feels like or what we believe that he wants us to do and we love it we wanted to be in full-time ministry in in uh in music in and out of the secular realm for a long time so this is you know we're stepping out in faith and we appreciate god is so good to provide for his people he just that's just who he is he does he's our provider scripture says it rains on the good and the evil so we know he always will take care of us however he chooses to do that but we want to thank those of you who have helped and and if anybody wants to help uh, we do not charge for this ministry. This is, oh my goodness sakes, I, I don't understand how people can do that. But we do, what we do is we give gifts of our music to people that help us financially. So but this the work belongs to God the the ministry belongs to God so there you go so now let me see what else information about how to contact us we read all of the messages or the comments that you all leave <clears throat> excuse me some of you have started writing to me uh through email and uh, I always respond and uh, please know that you're all in our prayers. That is not going to change. We don't just pray for you. We pray for your families, for your circumstances, for whatever it is God has for your life. We pray for your health. Um, we pray for his will in your life. That's really, that's really a priority for us is that we are walking in the will of God. So that's the biggest thing we pray for, for you. (laughs) And let's see what else. Um, trying to think i'm not going to spend a lot of time on that as far i mean on preliminary things i feel like they're really important but i i tend this is the third time i've tried to make the video the first one was an hour and three minutes long and i thought nobody's going to sit and listen to me talk for an hour and three minutes so i'm trying to get it down to a shorter uh, the second one was going to be almost as long so i'm trying to be a little more brief and in, in my uh description of things I've got this open in front of me why have I got this open in front of me Lord okay okay so this is my new prayer journal and that's where your names are guys and gals that's where that's where I put you and I pray over you every day Uh, next thing there were a couple of things that that father gave me today to share with you one of them was that just this thought, we'll start with this thought, that sometimes we leave doors open when God told us to close them. Oh my goodness sakes, I left the door open. <laughs> That's the first time um, I left the door open. But the thing about leaving doors open in our lives, when we know we're supposed to walk out of them and walk through them and go on to the next thing, or we're supposed to complete something we've started that we haven't finished, we leave the door open and then the enemy can come along behind and destroy the work that God was trying to do in or through us into the lives of other people or even just in our own lives. Example, uh, Chuck, planted a garden this past summer we or at spring we had a garden he planted corn and all this different stuff he tilled the ground several times seven times actually not several times seven times because the ground was so hard that it took seven times with that tiller and it was not a you know it wasn't just a little bitty tiller this was a but this was the this is what we have and so he tilled the ground seven times and he could have chosen to quit at any time the ground would still have been too hard and so the rest of his work would have been unfruitful. but he tilled the ground seven times he planted the seed he watered the seed he planted plants uh um, vegetables and and things like that. He planted plants and he surrounded the garden with fencing because we have lots of squirrels and we have deer and uh, my goodness, we have fox and and rabbits and we have all kinds of critters that come through our yard. (laughs) And so uh, he would have lost the crop if he hadn't done that. He watered the garden faithfully throughout the spring and summer. If he hadn't done that, the plants would have died. We would have had no crop. It is just, so you see the parallel. The Lord's saying to us, there are some of us who we have unfinished business. When God says to stop doing something, if we don't, there's something that has to happen inside of us, you guys. And this is about perseverance. If we don't make up our minds, we're going to see something through to the end, regardless of how difficult it is. Then we've we've wasted a lot of time we've wasted a lot of time um, and not just wasted time i'm sorry my chair is squeaking here <laughs> we have uh well okay I, I can't address all the things that'll happen if we don't finish what we've started that god's told us to do i can just tell you this that when the lord gives us an assignment or he tells us you know he may say i want you to start doing this and we only get so far in it and it becomes too difficult or we don't like what we're doing or you know we thought it was going to be easier and we were going to have a quicker um uh, a quicker payoff for our labor uh, that there was going to be ben- that there were going to be benefits that happened a lot sooner or people thought what we were doing was stupid or you know or it, or he says to us i want you to stop this thing you have going on in your life because this thing is harmful to you or um, or it brings separation between us or it's uh, it impedes your progress and what I want to do in or through or with or for or to you. And we say, okay, well, all right, I'll quit. But then we don't really close the door all the way. We leave it open slightly. And when we do that, the enemy comes along behind because it's like we're keeping a you know, a net under us like a, a a tightrope walker would have a net under them instead of saying, I'm going to do this no matter how difficult it is. I'm going to do this and I'm not going to depend on there being some kind of a safety net under me to catch me should I fall. Instead, I'm going to say, Father, you told me to do this. I need your help. I can't do it without you. And I'm going to see it through to the end. That's the call. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. That's the call. When God asks something from us, then he wants us to see it through to the end. Perfect example is the life of Messiah. He didn't just do so much. He saw it through all the way to the end. Nobody took his life from him. He laid it down on his own. He knew what his assignment was and he said, yes. And he said, I don't care how hard it is. I'm going to do this. Okay. now. We don't want to leave out some things here. We don't want to leave out the fact that there were things that, that, uh, that he did, that he lived his life doing that helped him be able to do what he came to do. And I, one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is because I've had a lot of questions or a lot of people write to me and say, how do you hear God? So I'm sliding off my, sliding off my chair again. (laughs) How do you hear God? So I'm going to answer that by saying, first of all, there's a video that I did in August of 2020 called speaking God's language. And I'm going to, I'm going to touch on those things that he said to me and that I said in that video, he said, I know how to speak your language, but people need to know how to speak my language. Let me say that again. God knows how to speak our language, but he says to us, you need to learn how to speak his language. That's what he wants from us. Okay. And I'll, I will try to be brief so that I don't make this a terribly long video again. One of the ways we speak God's language, he gave me seven things. The first way is humility. If we are not humble, our Father in heaven is humble. He doesn't have to be humble. He's the creator of all things. He could be just proud of who he is and what he does and all of that, but he's humble. And the reason I say that is because his humility is one of the things that he demonstrates by allowing us to continue to live even though we have rebelled against him his humility is what allows him to be long suffering with us to continue to patiently work with us and his humility is what uh his his humility is what causes him to say to us i resist the proud but give grace to the humble and it's because he is humble he's almighty god but he's humble you know do you ever think about the fact that he could have chosen When he could choose it, he could choose it any time. And he could have chosen from the very beginning just to pull the veil back between this life we're living and eternity and allow us to see him for who he is in all of his glory. He could have pulled the veil back or could pull it back at any time and say, look at what I have, look at who I am, look at all of these amazing things about me. But you know, one of the reasons why he didn't is because he's humble and the other reason is because he doesn't want us coming to him just because of what he has and what he can do and all of his glory one of the reasons he is humble is because he wants us to choose to choose to choose to love him for who he is not just for what he's got I think I've told you guys before, he, he said to me one time, I wrote it in the front of the, in the front of that Bible that I was using at the time, he said, people want my stuff, but they don't want me. My gosh, that's true. People want what God has to offer, what he has to give them, but they don't want him. And if you think about that just for a minute, how are we like that in our lives? Where is that? operating inside of us do we run to him with our prayer list and say father here you go pray I'm praying for this and this and this and this and this and bye see you later Uh, do we do we say okay I'll serve you and love you as long as it's easy and convenient but once it becomes difficult I'm out of here I'm not going to put up with hard things that's just you don't want that for me we we live in a culture that's so incredibly selfish and self-centered and God's going If you wanna hear me, you're gonna have to learn how to speak my language. Now, not everybody that's writing to me and asking me this question is stumbling in that area. So please don't just automatically, if this is something you're struggling with, is hearing God, don't just pick one thing and go, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible failure, and so I quit, I give up. Because that's part of the problem. A lot of people just go, well this is too hard and oh my gosh I'm just I must not he must not love me or I would be able to hear him or he must not love me or there's something wrong with me because I can't hear him and you can and someone even wrote to me and said I've heard other people say this as well it's discouraging when they know God talks to that person over there but he he doesn't talk to them so I'm going to give you the list of the things that father gave me that I put on that video last August and and ask you if you can't hear him just take these things to him in prayer and ask him you may already know where am I not where am I not where I need to be in this area or these areas okay so the first thing is humility the second and and okay and if he shows you something then just repent there's that beautiful word again repent Thank you, Father, for showing me. You're showing me because you love me. You want me to be able to hear you. You want me to recognize your voice. Thank you for telling me. I'll, I repent of whatever that behavior is, and I am going to turn fully to you and start obeying you in this or following you in this or believing you in this, whatever it may be. Okay, so we we have to be humble. The second thing is we have to be in prayer. The third thing, is, and prayer is not just I tell God what I want and just like i just said it's not taking our list to him and just saying here you go fulfill this santa claus it's not that it's it's spending time in conversation with him even if you can't hear him you just go be with him make sure you set aside a time uh, time aside every single day <laughs> every day at least once a day set si- set a time aside goodness i don't know why i'm falling over this set time aside to be with him where you're not doing something else and if your life is really busy or you have little kids or something like that make time you can make time if you choose to make time so do that be humble set aside, set time aside <laughs> i am not going to start this video over set time aside and spend it with god and then uh, get in his word yeah i mean get in scriptures this is always a hard I always have a hard time saying this because I don't consider the Bible his word I consider it scripture and that it is you know all scriptures God breathed yes I'm not taken away from the Bible but the Word of God is living he is alive he is John I'm gonna go back to John you guys I've said this before in the beginning was the word the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So he is the word. This is paper. Uh, this is paper. This is my Bible. I, I'm so grateful for my Bible and it's so, I cherish everything he's put in there. I, I study it. I spend time with him. I I love that he left us this way to be able to learn more about him and to learn his ways. But That is the written word. He is the living word of God. So spend time in scripture and with the living word of God, humility, prayer, uh, scripture, obedience, obedience. That's the fourth thing. And I may have them out of order from what it gave them to me, but, uh, obedience don't, we cannot expect to hear God if we are not going to be obedient we're going to be all proud and just out there doing our own thing. We're not going to hear him. He resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble father. I want to hear you talk, uh, talk to me. And by the way, I'm just going to go to these things. And yet we know in our spirit, he doesn't want us to do these things or we know in our spirit that we've put off something that he's asked us to do because we think it's too hard or it just doesn't fit our own personal agenda. So obedience has to be obedience is a key to hearing to speaking God's language and hearing him and that's what this is all about he knows how to speak our language he wants us to learn how to speak his so if I'm going to speak his language I'm going to be humble if I'm going to speak his language I'm going to be in prayer if I want to speak his language I'm going to be in the written word message scriptures if I want to speak his language I'll spend time with him and I will obey him when I know to do something and I don't do it scripture says that's sin so when father gives me something to do or somehow even though I can't hear the audible voice of God I know that he's told me through scripture or that he has laid this on my heart in such a way I know that he's talking to me and he wants me to change my behavior in some area if I'm not going to obey him then I am proud and if I am proud he's going to resist me because he only gives grace to the humble so To speak God's language is humility, it's prayer, it's spending time with him, it's obedience, and it's fasting. Messiah didn't say, if you fast, Messiah said, when you fast. Messiah had a big, huge 40-day fast um, after he, just before he went full-time into his ministry, after he came up from being baptized, the spirit immediately took him away, and he was in the wilderness for 40 days. He deprived his body of food and water. He spent time with God. We don't know all the things that happened and all that. We just have a little tiny glimpse into that time that he spent, but we know that he went apart from the world and spent time with God. Um, <clears throat> people ask me, I've had people ask me, well, how do you fast? Well that is something you're going to have to take to God because there is a scripture in Isaiah. It's the 58th chapter. It talks about fasting, the fasting that God's chosen. There's also scripture where Daniel refused to have sweets and things like that. They did a fast of sorts. People call that a Daniel fast. Uh, but there's also scripture where Messiah, like I said, was taken away in the wilderness. So we have old Testament and new Testament and you guys, Don't divide the Old and New Testaments. They are all the testimony of God Almighty, His Son, Messiah. They are all testimony of the Living Word of God. Rip that blank page out between your Old and New Testaments and start reading it like it's the Word of God all the way through, spoken into, uh, for us to have in in recorded form, because it is. So anyway, I don't want to get off on that. I'm just going to say... You can look at these different ways, but I encourage you, because some people have health issues and they can't fast from food, but I encourage you, because this is one of the ways we speak his language, I encourage you to pray about fasting and ask God. He's going to put it in you in some way. You're going to know how he wants you to fast. Be obedient to that. And some people will say, well, how are you going to know? Because I, you don't, I, how am I going to know I can't hear God, how am I going to know? God's going to be able to get through to you. He knows how to speak your language. So he will help you understand that. Okay, so we have speaking God's language involves humility, prayer, being in the word, obeying God, fasting. Next one, number six, is loving him with all that you are and loving others as yourself. When we decide that we're not going to obey God, we are not loving him with all that we are. We are loving ourselves more than we're loving God. And God said we show him we love him by our obedience. So loving him more than anything, including ourselves, means that he's the one who's always on the throne. Our agenda is not important. His agenda is Uh, so loving him first and then loving others as we love ourselves instead of getting attitudes about how somebody's mistreating us and we don't have to put up with that um, which that's how a lot of people are I don't have to put up with this I'm not putting up with this and I've been there I know what this is like Um, instead of that realizing that sometimes just like in the beginning I talked about God's humility on this list how he humbles himself by not just wiping us off the map, but by being long-suffering with us, by going through things with us because he's giving us grace, because he's trying to teach us to help us mature. It's the same thing on our end. We need to be uh, loving other people, and he will show us how to do that. If we stay humble, we're not going to get a big attitude, and we'll we'll be able to recognize how he wants us to love other people because that's critical we don't know the things that cause people to do the things they do and sometimes those people we're having to love are full of pride and that just makes us want to rise up in pride (laughs) and just have our own little attitude but if we're going to speak God's language if we're going to learn how to do that then we have to walk in humility serving And love our brothers and sisters and people that God may be calling. We may not even know he's calling them and we've already written them off. So just staying in that place of, uh, loving him first and seeking his will first and then loving others as we love ourselves. We would want somebody to be patient with us. We would want somebody to love us in ways that would help us see truth and walk in it. Um, we would want that for ourselves. So that's what God's saying. I want you to treat other people like you want to be treated. Okay, and then the last thing, which is kind of a culmination of all of the previous six, is taking up our cross, as it says in scripture, and following him. And Messiah said, if you don't, you know, if you want to, you want to be mine, you're gonna to have to take up your cross and follow me. And remember, he didn't just walk part of the way down the road. He walked all the way to the place where they were they put him up on the cross but he even said nobody's nobody's taking my life i'm laying it down willingly so being willing to take up our cross and follow him no matter what we have to go through no matter how hard or painful whether it's physical pain or emotional pain or Whatever it is that we have to go through, no matter what it is, it's making that decision where we say, I am going to endure to the end. I am going to take up my cross just like Messiah did and I am going to endure to the end. I'm not going to leave any doors open with unfinished business where the enemy can come along behind and destroy what you asked me to do or told me to do, but in my arrogance and or my slothfulness or in procrastination or whatever it may be, or in fear, I just decided I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna behave like that, Father. I am going to close every door you tell me to close, and I am going to keep it firmly shut. I'm not gonna entertain thoughts of going back through. And when the enemy comes to me with those thoughts and says, oh, but don't you remember you had such a good time doing that? Uh, Or the enemy comes to me and says, don't you want it, it won't hurt you just to do it one time, it's okay. I'm not going to entertain those thoughts because when I leave that door open a little tiny bit he will come flooding through that door and I my disobedience and my lack of trust and confidence in you will cause me to stumble so I'm going to honor you by obeying what you've told me to do I cannot remember you guys because I've made several videos before this and I keep trying to get it under an hour and I may even have said that in this video because I don't remember what all I've said in this video because they just kind of are running together but I'm at 25 minutes that's great Um, that's great (laughs) thank you father okay let's see um so keeping close the doors firmly behind you when God says close the door close it all the way endure to the end endure to the end now if I said this in this video I'm sorry I'm going to say it again but father told me I might have said this already father told me a few years ago that people want his stuff but they don't want him I did tell you that didn't I okay and he also told me well he gave me a song that's on uh, a Christmas album that my family and I did, and it's called King of all Kings. I think I played that last week on one of the videos last week. But, um, one of the verses in there, even as I was writing it, I was crying. I knew he was giving me this verse. I knew he gave me the songs, (laughs) but I, when I was writing this verse, it just, I just was practically sobbing because it's so beautiful. And the words go like this. Now he could have come to palaces filled with all the riches of earth, but he chose more than this, so his children would learn to search for the things of great worth. In a stable he lay wrapped in swaddling clothes, no place for a new babe to be, but his humble surroundings were only a glimpse of his humble heart. You guys, this is who he is. And so when I talk to you about all these things he gave me on the list, he's, he's saying to us, I know how to speak your language. If you want to speak my language, if you want to hear me, then you have to speak my language. And my language was demonstrated in the life of Messiah. He was humble. He spent time with me. He was, he obeyed me. He fasted, he prayed, he considered others more than himself. He laid down his life. He did not only go so far. And then when it became too difficult, quit, he didn't do that. He endured all the way to the end. He didn't leave any doors open. Remember the scripture. He's reminding me of the scripture in John where he says, Messiah has just gone through this big conversation with his disciples and told them, and he's he's about to tell them he has to leave but he said he said I have to go now that's that's pretty that's he was basically saying that's enough for now i'm not going to tell you more because you pretty much couldn't handle it he said but the enemy has nothing in me he's coming but he has nothing in me so in a way i'm not saying this is the whole understanding of it i'm but this part is part of it in a way he was saying there is nothing inside of me that has been disobedient to my father i've done everything he said to do i've only done what he said to do i've only said what he said to say i've only done what i've seen him do and so there is nothing the enemy has in me but it's not so with you that's pretty much what he was saying to his disciples you guys Father's trying to get us to the place where the enemy has nothing in us. That means every door has to be closed. All of the things that he, that Father reveals to us that are open doors for the enemy to come in, they have to be closed. All of the things from our past, that past, has to be closed. We have to let go of the past. If we have repented and asked him to forgive us, we have to let go of the past. We can't leave any doors open. And we have to live those seven things that he gave me as that list, that he gives us as that list that says, I know how to speak your language. I want you to learn how to speak my language. And in the learning, what happens is we learn how to hear him. It doesn't mean we're going to get it right all of the time. It does not mean that we have to do it perfectly before he's going to talk to us. It does mean that he's saying, I am talking. You have to learn how to hear me. And if you will speak my language, my voice will become clearer and clearer and clearer to you as time goes on. So it isn't that someone is more special than you. It isn't that, uh, that only certain people get to hear and others don't. Father said, well, Messiah said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. We can know his voice, you guys. We're supposed to know his voice. So let's walk in humility, let's walk in obedience, let's walk in scripture, let's walk in scripture, let's walk in prayer, let's walk in fasting, let's walk in love for God more than anything else and for others and let's take up our crosses and endure all the way to the end, not just until it gets hard, not just until we get discouraged because the enemy's always standing right there to discourage us, to get us off track, to get us to quit. We can't just sit down and give up and we can't be overwhelmed. Uh, Somebody, I've had more than one person say this, this to me over the years, they've said, it's just a real, oh, you came in. There's one of my kitties. Um, it's just a real common thing. As a matter of fact, I remember being in a church and the leadership tried really hard to squelch me. They said, "You shouldn't tell people. You shouldn't be saying God told me this and God told me that and all this." Because some people don't hear Him, and that just discourages them. This was these were people in leadership in this church, and I said, "No, no, that's wrong." <laughs> That's the wrong direction to go. Instead, we need to teach people that his word is true. God's not a man, he doesn't lie. When he says his sheep know his voice and follow him, and we are walking to the best of our understanding and repentance and humility before him and and doing these things he says i want you to i want you to live like this this is how i want you to live and it's really being fully surrendered to him fully given over to him and not quitting not sitting down and giving up he is going to get through to us we're going to hear him so it isn't reserved for a special few it isn't uh because you're a failure and uh you might as well just quit god or it isn't because god doesn't love you enough and he never really liked you in the first place it's none of that stuff it's simply learning how to recognize his voice and we do it as we speak his language and i'm telling you even when you're in the word you'll see things and you go oh my goodness sakes so that's how you talk So that's how you talk it isn't always the audible voice you guys I've only heard God's audible out loud inside the room voice three times in my life that's not how he talks to me all the time that's how he has only talked to me three times the rest of my life he's either talked to me through dreams or visions or he'll just put understanding in me or I'll feel uh, a strong leading to go in a certain way and and sometimes I haven't, uh, many times I've wondered, is that you? Is that you? <clears throat> I think I told you guys this once before in another video. I remember asking Father one time because I had, you know, I was doing these things and they were all really good things. With was really good, you know, fruit was happening, not just in my life and the lives of other people. And I just, I was like, I went to him one time and said, Father, is was that your idea? Was that your idea about something in particular was that your idea or did i or was that me because i wanted to i really wanted to do what he wanted me to do (laughs) but i let me just tell you god humbled me in a huge way right then and he said vicki you're not that good (laughs) so he's leading us more than we're giving him credit for going back one more time and then i will then i'll go on to the music because i am going to play one of chuck's songs and one of my songs Going back again to scriptures. If you've watched videos I've done before, you know this. You probably know where I'm going to go because this is one of my favorite passages. It's Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You guys just think about that for a second. Are you trusting in him with all your heart? Learning to trust God is different than believing believing in the Lord. It's different. I mean, I can believe in something, but that doesn't mean I necessarily trust what I'm believing. You know, oh, well, God said this. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. Well, do you trust him enough to walk that particular thing out that he said? Well, I don't know about that part. So believing and trusting are, even though they're closely tied, they're not exactly the same thing. (laughs) But that scripture says, trust in him with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In other words, in relation to this particular topic, don't lean on the way you think that God should talk to you. Trust in him with all your heart. He knows how to speak your language. Don't lean on what you think it's supposed to sound like. Just get as close as you can through your obedience, through your prayer life, through your uh, relationship with him, through uh, through scripture. Get, Get as close to him as you can through, through love, which is how he says we show him we love him is our obedience and through loving other people, get as close to him in all of these things as you can. And he says, acknowledge me in all your ways. You're going to do things no matter whether they're good things, hard things, you're going to go through things, even hard things in your life acknowledge God in those acknowledge the fact that he is God almighty and he loves you and he knows what he's doing in you and if he's allowing things there is something that he's going to bring out of that that's going to be for your good and his glory so acknowledge him acknowledge that he is the Lord all, always I mean he is the word always always God never it never changes he's always always God. And it says, goes on to say, acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. He will direct your paths. Some people don't realize that one of the ways he talks to us is by directing our paths. And that may sound kind of foreign to some people, but if you just stop and think about it for a minute, some things he brings into into our lives and and we have not you know we haven't done anything for those things to happen sometimes god just sovereignly moves and brings things into our lives but there are times also when we are drawn in a certain direction and part of us may have wanted to go another way but we're just really there's something about that that we just somehow know we're supposed to do that's him talking to us I, I you know i i don't really have good words to explain that i'm just i'm just going to kind of leave it there and say god talks to us in so many different ways but do we love him enough to learn to speak his language that's a question okay you guys i'm at 38 minutes uh so, all right, so let me say this, and then I am going to play a couple of songs. Let me just say this. If you're struggling and not feeling like you're hearing God, then just kind of take that little list that he gave and break it down. And look, are there things in your lives or your life where you're not really walking in that, uh, places where you could improve or where you weren't even really aware that that would be something that God would want from you? and and if you see that then make those changes uh, and then the other thing is the enemy is always going to come and try to get you to believe that you're a failure that you cannot succeed that god doesn't love you enough that you've sinned too many sins or you've met you just blown it so many times you've tried and tried and tried and you're just not getting it know this that god is patient and in his humility he is long-suffering and you are valuable to him if you are if you are one that has answered his call, if you've said yes, he's called you and it's by his spirit that you've been called and he, nobody comes to him unless he calls him. So if you've come, he's called you, then know that he's faithful to endure to the end in your life. So don't give up on him and don't give up on yourself. Don't say, I can't do this. Don't say, I'm leaving that door open because if God doesn't come through, then I'm going to have to go back to that behavior. Or if God doesn't help and it's in my time, then I'm going to go a different direction or it's too difficult. Don't leave that door open. If it's hard, it's hard, period. You think it wasn't hard for Messiah. It absolutely was. And he's looking for a people who will make the absolute decision that we will endure to the end, regardless of what we have to go through. We will not turn our backs on him because he did not turn his back on us. And it's the scripture, which I don't even know if I read in this video because I've done this so many times. In Luke 9, 62 where he says, Jesus said to them, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You want to hear his voice? don't look back don't look down don't look away keep your focus on him do what messiah did when he was here walk in those things his whole life was given over to those things he i and i think i already said this he did all seven of those things he knew the word he he was the word but he was completely familiar with scripture he knew all of it and he endured to the end he deserves that out of us okay you guys I love you I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play a song And I think the first one I'm gonna play is uh, I'm gonna play El Senor and then I'm this is one Chuck wrote and it's on his Spirit Wind album and I probably have played it before because I just love this song but um, I'll play that one and then I'm gonna play one after that that's one that I wrote and it's kind of like a hymn more of an anthem kind of a thing so a little bit different flavor than the others so it's going to be real hard for me to sit still because i just love this song it i just want to get up and dance (laughs) so i know i bounce in my chair i can't help it i just have i enjoy it too much and i still don't know how to how to block you guys from seeing me so you know look away (laughs) here we go el senor you. Yeah. That. Okay you guys, that's on his Spirit One album and I, I don't know if I said on this video or not. Oh I gotta quit saying that because I, I just keep saying that a lot. Um, but we send those, we send our CDs out to people that help us financially because uh, it's just our way of saying thank you. It's what we have to give is the gift of music. And then, uh, but I do want to say for those who are not able to help us but what but w- want the music we will send you just please let us know you want it and we'll send it to you we can either do it through downloads or through the mail um, okay now I'm gonna do one more song and this is let me find it here oh okay this is from my call to the nation's album I wrote the song my Uh, family and I recorded it. It is and we did have a few we had like a handful of friends come in for some of the vocals with us and but anyway it's called Merciful God. It's more like an anthem or a hymn so way different than what you've heard so far in the videos. Here we go. Oh come on play. Thank you. talk to you soon. Bye for now.